The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. I'm telling you, wait, I've got to tell you about this. We've had a lot of famous people on this show. You know that. We've had Tony Quello, former Congressman Quello. We've had Congressman Hoyer. We've had Dora Bush, the president's sister. We've had mystery authors, Karen Slaughter and Jeffrey Deaver, famous mystery authors. We've had Alan Fanica, NFL football star. But the person that just overwhelmed everyone is this Sarah Elizabeth Clark, 13 years old, with epilepsy, talking about it. She brought in so many callers that I just had to have her on again. And I want to tell you about this, Joe. Is it La Montaigne? La Mountain. La Mountain? La Mountain. Joe La Mountain, who works for our national office. I'm only sorry I didn't get to know him sooner because he really has it together. I'm going to tell you. I told the executive board about him. He is really awesome, and he is out there fighting every day for people with epilepsy. So really, you know what? It's an honor for me to have them both on again. So, Sarah, how are you? Good. How are you? Well, you're just a little radio star, Sarah. I don't know what else to say. You just... What a firehouse. How about you, Joe? How are you doing? I'm doing great, and, and I want to thank you for your kind words. And I, I want to tell you, you talked about the number of people who called in the last time. This show is so popular, my 7-year-old daughter is even listening right now. That's how far you've gotten and the reach that the show now has. How about that? And what is her name? Her name is Phoebe, Phoebe Lamont, and she's listening right now. Phoebe. Phoebe, you know what? You are awesome because you're listening to my radio show. So I say you're going to be my seven-year-old champion. You get out there and get everyone else to listen, so good for you. Not surprised with you as her father. Not surprised at all. Well, you know what? Before we get going, I do want to talk about one thing before we get going in the show, and that is that we want to extend our sympathies, which we have done through the National Foundation once again, to John Travolta and his wife. As many of you know, um, he did lose his teenage son to a seizure uh, just a few weeks ago. What a horrible thing, you know, to lose a child. And I really want to extend my sympathies as a woman with epilepsy to you because I also went through the ordeal of a terrible accident that almost cost me my life. But, you know... That's just got to be so terrible. Um, And, you know, I know that probably many of you have contacted us. Joe, have you heard from a lot of people about this? I have heard from a lot of people, and and obviously everyone extends their sympathies to the family. And I think the question I get most from people is, you know, wouldn't it be great if John Travolta and his wife started speaking out about epilepsy and how, you know, if we had a celebrity spokesperson for epilepsy, that would really kind of change everything and and while you know while I agree that would be terrific um, if we had the you know the Travoltas as spokespersons, I think it really kind of 
what we really need, and it's kind of a, what we talked about the last time, is we really need to you know, work together as a community. We need everybody affected by epilepsy to speak up, not just celebrities. We need everybody. I mean, Sarah Elizabeth is a great example. She's 13 years old, and she's a powerful voice, and we just need more people like that. So, um, you know, I can understand where people would want to have, you know, celebrity persons, but people really need to see that their voice matters, too. And I agree with you 100%. You know, we appreciate any uh, celebrities that speak out and help us, such as Alan Fanica, who is with the New York Jets and was with the Steelers before that. Um, and I want to tell you, in case you don't all watch that TV show Heroes, start watching it. Because Greg Grumberg, who is on that TV show, his son, Jake, has epilepsy, and he really has been doing a lot to help us. He really has. He'll be at the National Walk at the end of March, which you can go to our website to find out more about that walk and be there because it's so awesome. But, you know, we can't all just rely on a Hollywood star. We want them because they really help us get the news out. They do so much. Like, I mean, we love Greg Grunberg and what he's doing, but we need you also. We need you, just like you, Sarah. What you're doing is so absolutely phenomenal. Now, I know I asked you this before, but one thing I wanted to ask you again, what gave you the courage to do this? Well, I've just been watching my mom. She does all these walks for epilepsy. I'm not epilepsy. I'm for uh, other causes such as, like, crop walk, uh, breast cancer, all those walks, and I wanted one for epilepsy. So I got it started. I talked to the Epilepsy Foundation, and um, I got a walk running, and I've been going on from there. Well, you know what I say about you? You're making a difference. And there is something we really didn't get to talk about very much the last time, and I hope that we get to talk about it uh, at length on the show today. But, Sarah, what do you think about bullying? Because, you know, a lot of kids with epilepsy really get bullied. What do you think about that? Well, I can tell you firsthand that bullying is an issue when you have a disability such as this. People are not very uh, aware of what epilepsy is, what it does, and it's um, a difficulty for someone with a disorder such as this to walk around and try and feel normal without having someone come up behind them and call them seizure freak or something like that. That is so terrible. That is, and, and unfortunately so true. What do you think about it, Joe? I mean, I think Sarah Elizabeth is right. I mean, I think, you know, what's important is you have to understand that everybody has something that's quote-unquote wrong with them, and um, and that even though you might have epilepsy or diabetes or, or you know, something else, um, everybody, nobody's perfect. Nobody in this world is perfect, and that, you know, that's critically important, and you can't you can't let you know let that happen. You need to talk to a teacher. You need to talk to your parents, um, because you know for kids who are doing the bullying, you know they probably have something wrong in their life too that's making them do this. And there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong at all. Well, what what did you do that helped you the most, Sarah? Um, well, for me, I tried first. I tried ignoring them, which didn't seem to work at times seeing as what I've learned is some kids can be very cruel when they want to get their point across. But um, I 
spoke with teachers. I told my parents. Uh, I tried getting, I tried telling them myself what it really is. And so far, my awareness has uh, reached many ears. So, well, good for you. Let me tell you something. I have no words to tell you how many young people are really bullied who do have epilepsy. Just as Sarah mentioned, they're called names. Uh, they're ignored, they're put down, and it has caused terrible problems in this country. And I want to say one thing. You know, always remember something. The person that bullies you, they're not the cold one. You are. You know, and Joyce, I just want to add on to this. You know, is that in a manner, in a way, you know, this happens to all people with epilepsy. They They face discrimination, say, in work. And it's a different kind of, you know, bullying, if you will. It's people who don't understand um, what epilepsy is. Um, and it's not just kids that need to speak up. It's adults that need to stand up for their rights. Um, this is something that is pervasive um, in the disability community, and that's why the Epilepsy Foundation works so hard to make sure that there's laws in place to make sure that kids and adults don't face any kind of discrimination because of their medical condition. Yeah, one thing you can re I agree, and one thing you can really do, uh, because Joe gave me and Sarah both sort of alluded to it, one thing Sarah said, have friends, talk to people, don't hide this, don't let anyone hurt you, ever, speak up. And then as Joe mentioned about being an advocate, whether you're a child or an adult, one thing you can do is get involved with your affiliate. Wouldn't you think that would be a good thing to do, Joe, because we have a national youth council through the Epilepsy Foundation, so wouldn't that be something they could do? Absolutely. Um, we have affiliates uh, around the country, but um, even if if there's if you live in a state where there's not, um, there are support groups and other groups that get together uh, of families of children who are affected by uh, epilepsy and, and maybe other conditions. Um, and those are great avenues to meet other families and other people who are going through um, similar circumstances. So um, maybe your medical practitioner can tell you or the uh, healthcare system where you receive your medical care. Um, they often um, sponsor programs like that. And, and even if you're in one of those cases where you don't have that, um, you know, Facebook and, and other um, social networking sites also provide you with a tremendous opportunity to, to link up with people who share your views and, and, and maybe, you know, you share a lot of things in common with. So even if you live in the remote woods of Maine or Montana, you still have opportunities to get together with people who, uh, who, who are similar to you and who you uh, share the same views with. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, we are speaking up. We are not hiding. We're not hiding. We're not ashamed. We are speaking up. If you're listening to the show right now and you're a young person with epilepsy who has been bullied, call into the show and tell me about it. But I want to tell you something. You do not have to be ashamed. You do not because you are important. You are what matters, and we need you as future leaders in America, the worst thing you can do is hide. The worst thing you can do is pretend. The worst thing you can do is not tell anyone. That's not going to help you. We have too many problems right now in this country through bullying, and I know with epilepsy it can be more difficult, but look at Sarah. Look what Sarah's doing. You know, someone like Sarah, you know, very attractive, really dynamic, only how old, Sarah? How old are you? Um, 13, 13 years old, and she's out there making a difference, and she's speaking up, 
and she's not ashamed. Neither am I. So guess what? Neither do you need to be ashamed. Remember that epilepsy is just part of who you are, but it's not a part of you that you need to be ashamed of. We're talking right now to Joe Lamountain, the Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation, and Sarah Elizabeth Clark, a 13-year-old rock star with epilepsy. We're going to go to break, and you'll be right back. We'll be back. Call your friends. Get on the phone. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Having your own internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again? 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Sarah Elizabeth Clark, and Joe LaMountain. Joe is the Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation. Sarah is a 13-year-old civil rights champion with epilepsy speaking out. Joe, before we go any further, could you take a moment, explain to our listeners what you do? Sure. Um, As the Director of Grassroots Advocacy, I basically try to work with people all around the country to engage them in, in our advocacy efforts, and that means... 
um, trying to find a cure for epilepsy, more funding for research and programs, stopping discrimination. Basically, um, everybody knows about how uh, incoming President Obama really mobilized people to take action, and that's what we're trying to do with the Epilepsy Foundation, trying to get people to share their personal stories with their elected officials and talk about why we need to do all these things, like stopping discrimination and ensuring that we all have access to care. You know, I was listening to the radio today, and a guy said, you know, an organized minority of people is far more powerful than an unorganized majority, and that's what we need to become. We need to become an uh, we need to become an organized minority of people so we can affect all these changes that we want to have made. That is so true. And and Joe, you are doing a great job. May I ask you what caused you to join the Epilepsy Foundation? Well, I've always been a real strong believer in in, in patients and people affected by chronic medical conditions uh, getting involved and trying to affect public policy. Um, I first started, I spent a lot, number of years with the American Diabetes Association because my mother and brother have diabetes. So that's what really kind of got me started in this whole movement. And as time progressed, um, I got to know people in, you know, in, at other organizations, and I got to know some of the folks at the Epilepsy Foundation, and I was really impressed with what you know we've done so far, and I really wanted to be a part of that. So I was really excited when I was able to kind of join up and, and uh, join the team, if you will, and start working with people all around the country um, on issues relating to epilepsy. Well, you know what? We're so fortunate to have you. Well, thank you. We are fortunate that. to have you. I think we do have a caller on the line. Um, we have first, we have John from New Jersey. John, are you there? John? Hello, John. Well, while we're waiting for John, do we have Kristen? Who? Hey, Kristen, go ahead. I know we have both of you somewhere out there in uh, Radio Land. Kristen, thank you for calling in. Where are you calling from? No problem. This is Kristen Scotty with the Youth Council. Oh, Kristen. Hi, I'm calling from Texas. How are you, I'm Kristen? Good. How are you guys? It's so great to hear from you. You too. I was just listening. And Sarah, I just wanted to call and just tell you how awesome you are. I know Joyce has been telling you that all day, but this is amazing what you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. Kristen, you want to tell them what you do and what the National Youth Council is? Sure. Um, I am the chair of the National Youth Council, and so we're a group of about um, 13 young people from around the nation that uh, really strive to help end the discrimination as well as the stigma associated with um, with epilepsy. So we're kind of working on the same thing, Sarah. Oh, <laughs> good. Well, I just wanted to see, are you going to be able to make it out to the National Walk this year? We're going to try. As Good. Much well, as we I can. wanted to invite you, if you would like to, you and your family, to walk with our team. That would be great. Good. Oh, that well, would I'll, be... I'll be in contact with you about it then. All right. All right. Well, Joyce, thanks for letting me call in. We're talking about bullying for uh, young people with epilepsy. Do you have any comments about that? I do. I just, you know, just like everybody else, I think it's the uh, the main thing you know, that's affecting our youth with epilepsy. So, you know, as long as we can in- keep empowering them, um, I think that that will make a-, a big difference. And I know you have a lot of activities throughout the year for the that the youth council is involved with, but I just want to commend you, Kristen, for all the work you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, and hopefully I'll see you soon. You will. All right. All right. Thanks, Kristen. You're welcome. I'll talk to you all soon. Okay. Bye-bye. And, Joe, I assume, do we have a lot of young people to go to the walk? 
Well, I was talking to somebody in the office the other day, and we've got so far 30% more people signed up for the walk this year than we did last year, which when you consider, you know, kind of the state of the economy, um, that's remarkable. So, you know, I'm hopeful that this walk can be kind of the thing for the epilepsy community to come together. Um, and I know there were a lot of um, kids and young adults with epilepsy who participated last year, so I'm, I'm expecting to see a large number there this year, too. Do you have the date in front of you? Yeah, it's uh, March 28th. It's March the, uh, 28th. Saturday. March 28th. Yep. L- listen, it's in Washington, D.C., it's right there on the mall, right in front of, yep. you know, the Washington Monument and the cherry blossoms are going on. But it is phenomenal to see like 8,000 people, and hopefully we'll have more than that this year, walking, saying, I have epilepsy and I'm not ashamed. It is awesome. I, I can't even tell you it's like so great. I mean, I have no words to describe how wonderful it is. And we also have a lot of events going on afterwards right there, um, you know, with information about epilepsy and about our youth council. So no matter where you are in the United States, I want you to go to the walk. Go to the walk. Go to the Epilepsy Foundation website. It has all the information that you would need. And, Sarah, you've got to get yourself there. (laughs) After all, you're our superstar. We have to have you at the walk. I highly doubt that as superstar. Oh, I think you are. Joyce, I don't think she's used to getting all this praise. I mean, she sounds so humble. Well, she is humble. That's what makes her so awesome. (laughs) Hey, Sarah, I know we talked about this before, but before I go through these other questions, tell everyone about your website and what that name means. Well, um, the website, it's notwhoiam.com, was uh, originally named after um, the book, the biography that's coming out on me, but they uh, had to change the title of that. But it basically means that if you have epilepsy, you have to, um, it doesn't define you. You have to define it. Otherwise, you're letting it run your life. It's not a good thing. You've got to step up to the plate and make yourself known with that you're not just someone with epilepsy you or someone who's underneath the epilepsy. That's right. That is right. And what is that website again? It's notwhoiam.com. All right. And listen, Sarah, tell them what you did to raise money for that walk. Um, well, one, we did the walk, which has so far raised a whole $40,000, well, a little over. And um, we uh, during the walk, we did a raffle from uh, where we got prizes from local stores and places. We uh, did a Stuff-A-Bear, which is a... Um, which is like a Build-A-Bear, but it's an independent um, product where um, a good portion of the proceeds comes to the Epilepsy Foundation. We uh, gave T-shirts to the first 100 people who came, and uh, the Epilepsy Foundation gave us um, bracelets to use that said the date of the walk, and it's their third, or second, or first. Wow. And, And how did you do? Well, pretty good, I believe. More than I thought I would ever raise in, well, in any time. Guess what, Elizabeth? $100 would have been good. So I think you did absolutely fantastic. And that actually is a question that I have for you that I did not get to ask you in detail on the last show, and that is, could you tell me um, who has impacted you? 
the most in your life? Well, I can't name one specific person because everyone around me has impacted me. My uh, my parents, my sisters, my friends, my uh, uh, my family. Everyone has been either lending a hand or encouraging me to go as far as I can to help others. It's great. And how about in school? Has there been a school teacher? Um, not one singularly, but as a whole, they've all been helpful. But especially my principal, he has definitely been beneficial to helping me with everything I do. And what is your principal's name? Dr. Weisenthal. Okay, because we want to give kudos out to him also, right? Yep. And how about you, Joe, as as you became an advocate, who influenced you to want to do this? Well, I'm going to give you two examples, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I have always had an incredible abiding respect and admiration for Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, I think what he was able to accomplish, um, you know, impacting huge, you know, societal trends, and really changing an entire mindset of an entire nation was just incredible. Um, and, and I find him just to be an incredibly inspiring figure. Um, you know, kind of on the, on the other end of that, the other person, you know, I mentioned that I used to work for the American Diabetes Association, and this person who inspires me to this day, I don't even know her name, but I was in a little town in Maine one year, um, eating pancakes at a little kind of you know countertop place in this tiny little town, and this woman came up to me and said, you know, "Did I hear you say you work for the American Diabetes Association?" And I said, "Yes." She said, "Well, I want to tell you that the law you passed here has helped my father incredibly because now he can afford the test strips and the meters and the things that he needs to stay healthy." And I just want to say thank you. And even though that happened almost 15 years ago, I remember it to this day because it really showed me the incredible power that you could have to help people by doing advocacy and by changing laws. Um, and it's just stuck with me to this day. Um, and it's just one of the things that helps keep me going. It's always that person, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. It, it's all See, and that person doesn't even realize the exactly. power that they had exactly. to impact you. And look, they did. And that's really what matters. And I'll tell you what, so many people have impacted me in my life uh, but one person prominent is Tony Quello. And this is the first person that really started saying to me, you know, you don't have a seizure disorder, you have epilepsy. And, you know, up until that time, that's what I said. But mm-hmm. after that, he changed my life. He really made me speak out, speak up. And, well, I've never stopped speaking up since I met him over 10 years ago. Seems like time goes so fast with all the things we have going on. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, Joe, I just want to say one other thing. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is my hero. So, wow, well, what a I great speaker. Pick, I picked huh? the right person then to talk about. What a great speaker and what a great man Absolutely. he is. Now, I know we have a caller on the line, but what we're going to do is take that caller right after the break because I don't want to miss one thing. He has to ask us. This is Joyce Bender. We're talking to Joe LaMountain and Sarah Elizabeth Clark. Speaking up, speaking out about epilepsy. We'll be right back at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. 
News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn. So follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, you're listening to Joe LaMountain from the National Epilepsy Office, and Sarah Elizabeth Clark, a young teenager with epilepsy who is speaking up about it. I think we have a caller on the line. John, are you on the line? Hello. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you for calling the show, John. Do you have a question? Yes, hi. I, I uh, just wanted to uh, sh share my story with Sarah. Go ahead. Um, I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was around 18 years old, and I got it under control for about two or three years, had a couple more seizures, and now in my 40s, I had a bunch more seizures. And I guess the message I wanted just to leave with her and other people is that finding a, a good neurologist is key, someone that will follow you thoroughly, help you stay on your medications and get blood work when needed, and um, just realizing that, you know, that you're not alone. There's many of us out there with it, and it's just something that we have to deal with. And yep. whenever you do feel down about it, just realize that things can be a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, that's for sure. John, where are you calling from? New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. Uh, Joe, did you want to talk to uh, John or have any comments for him? Yeah, I'd be interested, you know, in, in having epilepsy. You know, health care reform is something that's going to be, you know, everybody's talking about here in Washington, D.C., and as a person, you know, who has epilepsy, you know, what kind of challenges, you know, do you face in, in kind of getting the health care that you receive? I think you're right, having a good neurologist is key, but for some people that may be difficult. 
I, I do agree. I'm fortunate that I am able to get the care that I need. Um, but for those that do have the ability to do it, um, it would be foolish not to follow up on it, though. Um, some of the stigmas that I personally face uh, is I can't drive. But, you know, there is public transportation, and you, you, you find ways around it. Well, I'll tell you what, John. Just the fact that you took time to call in and encourage Sarah says what a good person you are. I appreciate that. I really, really appreciate you calling in and encouraging her. Um, and I encourage you also, John, to keep speaking up and doing just what you did today. Thank you so much for calling in. My pleasure. When I grew up, there was a stigma attached to this condition. And my parents would tell me not to talk about it, but that was probably the worst advice you could ever be given. And I find that, you know, wherever I go, I, I, I'm free to tell people because when things do happen to me, they understand. I simply wear an ID bracelet that lets people know what's going on. And, again, I look around at what's going on in this world and see how things are bad elsewhere. You realize that things could be a lot worse. Well, you know what, John? I'm sorry that happened to you with your parents, but I know that's true because I know that's happened to a lot of people uh, and unfortunately, the stigma is still there today with a lot of people, but it's people like you and Sarah, one at a time, that is helping us move forward. So thank you so much, and make sure you call in again. Okay, I think we have another caller on the line. Do we have Catherine on the line? Hi, yes. Hey, Catherine, how are you? Good, good. Catherine, do you have a question for... Um, Actually, I'm more or for Sarah. I more have a comment. I have okay. a, um, a almost two-year-old who was diagnosed with epilepsy this summer, and he has refractory um, epilepsy. So the reason I'm calling in is um, one of the things now he has to wear a helmet, and so it's everywhere. You know, no matter where we go, he's got a flag on him that says, you know, I'm disabled. And um, I've recently, you know, kind of started thinking of maybe making a business card to to draw people to some of the websites to explain what he has, because he has tuberous sclerosis. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but yes. it's epilepsy. And um, I'd like to kind of draw attention to um, to that their website and possibly even the epilepsy website so that people can learn a little bit more about it. And I just wanted to thank you guys for this um, talk, because it kind of inspired me to get that done, so that when we're out at the store and people see him in his helmet and ask me questions, I can hand them that card and maybe teach someone by giving them, you know, access to the website to learn more. So. Catherine, one thing I want to tell you, then I'll let Joe and Sarah comment on this, but I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, as you've heard me state, and as you know, I have epilepsy, and I tell people, well, you know what epilepsy is? You just have too much firepower. <laughs> there you go. That's You know, I just have too much firepower because I have all this going on, so you've you got to start telling people, yeah, it's that helmet on because it just has too much firepower. Right, right. Right, Joe, did you want to make a comment? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I, I talk to people a lot about is, you know, how do we raise awareness about this? And, and the foundation is currently creating some initiatives where we are doing along the lines of, of what you're doing, which is, bringing people together um, in different communities around the country to talk about epilepsy and what it is and, and, and what to do if something happens, and just so people understand. So um, I think you're kind of on the leading edge of some of this stuff, and I hope that when we do launch these campaigns that you and, and thousands of other people who are affected by epilepsy will participate because 
I know I'm going to start sounding like a broken record, you know, um, until we, you know, kind of build an army of, of people affected by epilepsy to do these kind of things, we're going to continue to experience the the, the stigma and, and the, the kind of the public unawareness of epilepsy. So I commend you for what you're doing and, and hope that there are a lot of other people out there who will be willing to do the same thing. How about you, Sarah? Do you want to? Do you have a comment for Catherine? No, I I completely agree. There needs to be more people like you who are helping out, trying to raise awareness for all that is happening, and you need to make sure that no one stands in your way. And Catherine, get, that's right. Guess where I'm going to be this weekend, Catherine? Are you I'm going to be in the P.F. Chang Rock and Roll Marathon Half Marathon. Oh. In I was Phoenix. for that myself until the diagnosis happened, and I kind of got off track with it. Well, well, that's okay, but that means now that I've been going out there, I've been telling them I want to speak out there because next year I'll be the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. Okay. So you make sure you send me an email so that when I'm out there, you can come and uh, bring your son. There we go. That sounds like a great idea. And I want to tell you, just what you're doing, these little steps you took, you're a champion. You know what's really neat, though? Even though he wears a helmet, people look right past it, and they see his beautiful blue eyes. That's right. Remember, it's superhero. Yeah. He just has more firepower. Exactly. All right. Hey, you have a good day. You too. Thank Thanks you. for okay. calling. I think we have um, Bobby on the phone. Yes, I'm here. Bobby from Los Angeles. Hey, Bobby, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine, Bobby. Thank you for calling. Do you have a... Uh, well, I have a comment. Okay. Okay. I want to yes, go thank ahead. you for having this show. Thank you. And I wanted to um, say that in this country, I don't think we speak out enough about epilepsy, and we need to all get together and speak out more, um, you know, to protect our rights, to make people more aware, because so many people are just not, they don't understand what epilepsy is. And I have lived all over the world as an army brat and went to other school systems in the world. That's why I have the accent. And, you know, it can be really, really bad. Now, in this country, we have the Constitution and amendments, you know, thankfully. But still, we more be with epilepsy need to speak out more. Absolutely, because it is so not understood. Oh, yeah. And people are afraid, many people that I know, you know, they, they are so shocked that I talk so openly that I have epilepsy, <clears throat> but I am not ashamed, and that is how I feel. And, yeah, there's some people, they have, uh, I must be honest with you, you know, they have, there are children that have, have 100 seizures a day. There are people that have one seizure a year. But guess what? We're all in this together. Yes, that's absolutely right. I, I've had it since I was a baby. And I've had in 2001 brain surgery to stop the grand mal and the pedomal seizures. So I'm thankful at least that part. I still have the partial complex, but uh, the grand mal and the pedomal is controlled with medication now. Mm-hmm. But I went to uh, the German school system as an American with grand mal epilepsy, and the discrimination is horrible. And the beating and the bullying, I mean, worse than, or much worse than in this country. And that's why I feel... We need to speak out because it could be so much worse, but it could be so much better. You know, I totally agree, and I think one of the reasons why it's better here is that because we do have a history of 
you know, kind of civic engagement and civic involvement. And, and the, you know, for example, just last year, the Epilepsy Foundation was actively involved in making sure that the Americans with Disabilities Act was, you know, was rewritten to ensure that, you know, protections were put in place for people with epilepsy. But so, you know, so I think we do have a history of that. But, but I, I wholly concur that, you know, if we want the world to be a better place and we want there to be, you know, more protections um, and better care, and, and more research funding. Um, we do need to speak out, and in particular, we need to speak out to those in power, to those who write our laws, and to those who are elected to serve us, because they are really the ones who can have the biggest impact on these issues. And that's why, like I said, we're trying to build an army of advocates to, to, to share personal stories and make the case with elected officials, because quite frankly, they don't know. They don't know right now. They don't know what epilepsy is, even though there's thousands of people in their district that have it. And it's incumbent upon us to tell them. And, Bobby, I really commend you for calling in and for speaking up and not being ashamed. You're helping us help so many other people. Good for you. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for your show. Call us anytime, Bobby. Okay, All right, I will. and listen, I think we have Dan on the line. Do we have Dan from Rochester on the line? Yeah, I'm right here. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Go ahead, I'm Dan. The, uh, Vice Chair of the Rochester, Syracuse, and Binghamton affiliate, and I, I love being involved with the foundation. And I just had one little piece I wanted to add, and that's um, when I was a kid, I was kind of skinny, and I think when, like in eighth grade, somebody bullied me once. When I got to high school, there weren't any bullies anymore, which took me a few weeks to figure out. And apparently our, our wonderful football team didn't like bullies. And if they heard about anyone bullying anybody, all of a sudden the person uh, stopped doing it for various reasons. <laughs> and we had no bullying whatsoever in our high school ever. Wow, that's and so I unusual. Hoping, I was hoping that there might be some football teams out listening <laughs> that would take care of bullies. The and way you know what, though? I want to tell you one thing about that, Dan. I spoke at a high school, and this boy told this story that he was constantly, constantly um, bullied all the time, and one for years. And one day, uh, someone pushed him in the hall, and this one football player that was very popular stopped and said, "Hold on a minute, hold on." And he picked up whatever you know they had fallen, right? And just stood up, and that was the end of the bullying. Yep. So I mean, when people do that, you can make a difference. And it, it's not, you know, in today's society, it's probably not politically correct, but our football team didn't like anybody pushed around our school at all. Well, you know, that's so terrible. How about you, Sarah? What do you think about that? I think it's amazing um, having all these people come and help each other, and especially in your high school where if there was someone bullying them, it would immediately stop. If that could happen everywhere, that would be great. I, I hope your football coach is listening to this. (laughs) <laughs> That's who assembled our squad. Well, you know what? Actually, to Dan's point, if you're listening to the show, if you if you if you can just influence your child, you know, to just stand up and say, "Hey, don't do that. It's not right." Because I've got bad news for you. There are people that have lost their own life over being bullied. So you know, this is not a funny thing. We really need to do something about it. Uh, and also, Dan. I really appreciate you calling in. It's always nice to hear from you. Well, thank you. All right. Hey, Dan, have a good day. Great show. I'll keep listening. Thank you. Dan, call in anytime. We love hearing from you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
Okay, I think we have Mike on the line. Is Mike on the line? Oh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Good morning for you, huh? It's just still yeah. me. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to just uh, comment a few things. I'm not sure. I missed most of the conversation, unfortunately. I got the email talking all about your show, and I'm really interested in it. My daughter's 21 years old, and she was diagnosed with epilepsy when she was in high school. And what happened was uh, the first day she was taken by ambulance to the hospital, and she never had any any uh, type of a sign of it before then. But when he got to the hospital, it, what uh, the doctor did, the, uh, the neurologist we have locally in our city, his first comment was, well, she's not a vegetable yet. Oh. And I never quite oh. it. Just, uh, she was, it was The whole thing was new. We didn't really know much about epilepsy or anything about it. And what happened was over the period of years, it, the seizures got a little bit a little bit worse. And by the time she was a senior in high school, she, she'd have them every once in a while. She was on Depakote. Depakote seemed to control it for a while. And she was a straight-A student. She graduated with honors in her class. But when she went to um, school in college to continue her education, she actually made the dean's list. She was doing really well, but then her seizures started coming back. I'll never forget the first time um, when she registered at the uh, university. This is in Southern California here. They were going out of their way to tell us how uh, they really were good with people and they recognized any kind of handicaps and they were you know, open to this and they, were, they helped people. But the first day when she was registering, we let them know, and she told them, said, well, I do have epilepsy, and I have had seizures. And, and the girl there said, oh, my God, is that contagious? Oh! And, again, we're just taking back what, what, that's why I'm really interested in your show, because of the misconceptions. But plus, she finally had to go out of, uh, she had to miss school. She was on the dean's list. She was doing really well, but she had more seizures, like I said. And what would happen is every time she had any kind of seizure, even if she was just uh, in the dorm or in her bed or whatever it is, they would call the paramedics, and they just said, that's our policy. They take her to the hospital, and the hospital they had in this area uh, was not the best run. At one point, we went to pick up our daughter. They gave us the wrong girl. I'm, I'm not kidding. Oh, they apologized because I think they were scared to death of a lawsuit. Oh, my goodness. We finally pulled her out of that college because um, they... <laughs> they <laughs> that I have never heard of. Oh, it's, it, it's true. Every single word of it. It's uh, We were just... And so, it's, unfortunately, she's, she's a great kid. She's got a, a wonderful mind on her, and she hasn't had any really bad physical accidents yet she fell the worst time she fell was in our kitchen where she hit her head but they didn't they took x-rays and she'd been through mris but she's also had the um the procedure where they actually put the um the, the vagus nerve or something where they kind of insert the things that do the brain surgery where they they shave your head and they they test it so she's been through all kind of terrible things it's, it's rough she's a she's one of the greatest kids i ever met she's the kind of person on thanksgiving where she's not as interested in eating a meal she wants to package up dinners and go deliver it to any homeless she can find anywhere. She's very caring, and she's brilliant. She's always made great great grades, but right now she's at home because uh, she's just so uh, frustrated with the experience she had at college. I mean, one of the last things she told me was that she was in one of her classes, and she was doing well in a class, and her teachers, for the most part, three-quarters of them were very, very understanding and would help her. If she had a seizure, let her make it up. But she had a couple. It, the last year she was there, she only went to college uh, two and a half years. This teacher would not let her make up anything. She just didn't really seem to care about it and say, well, that's not my problem. This time, we thought of, well, should we bring a lawsuit? Should we try to find legal recourse on it? But she was so embarrassed. What really tied it for her was there was a girl in her class who came up to her and said, hey, did you hear about the freak that had the seizures? And, and, and she told me, says, she says, you know, I'm the, I'm the freak. And when you look at her, you never know. You know, she speaks eloquently. She's, a, I think, a lovely young girl, but... You know, she just has she has seizures every once in a while. Okay. Right what what is her first name? Pardon, her first name is Kim. Kim, 
Kim. We finally found a we found a great lady who's a doctor that's uh, out of USC. I don't know if I can mention her name, but we've, we've been through about eight doctors. We went to uh, John Hopkins back on the East Coast. We became like instead of a vacation, we said let's try to find the best we can find for you. And so we went from doctor to doctor, and we finally came back to California. And there was a, a lady out here at USC that has actually gotten her under control. She hasn't had any seizures now in uh, about a month and a half. So we're we're happy with that. But you you know that you can go back to my radio show by going back to VoiceAmerica.com or going back to BenderConsult.com, and you can hear this show again. And why I'm telling you that is because I want to tell Kim, go back to school. Okay. Yeah. Don't let them. Don't let them get to you. Don't let them. You have too much going on for you. Remember, I have epilepsy. We know a lot of people that have epilepsy. You don't give up. Did you want to say anything about that, uh, Sarah? Well, I think that she definitely should go back to school. No one should be deprived of their education, whether or not they have seizures or, or anything such as that along the lines. She sounds to me like a future Bender employee and a future person to be with the Epilepsy Foundation. So, Kim, don't let those people that are so terrible hold you back. And I just want to tell you, sir, I appreciate you so much calling in. Where do you live? In Burbank. Okay. Are you working with the affiliate in your area? We've, we've tried to find some through uh, the Dr. USC. She's actually been able to. No, wait a minute. Joe, who should he be talking to? There's a couple of our affiliates. I would say if you go to, um, an, uh, I'm sorry, an affiliate of the Epilepsy Foundation. Um, okay. So go to our website and you'll see that there's a, a, um, a link to uh, local chapters. Um, I know that we have three affiliates in California. We have one in Southern California. I would strongly encourage you to get in touch with them there um, because we have a lot of great stuff going on. And we can use people like you and, and you know, use your personal stories to help educate other people. So I'd strongly encourage you to get in touch with them. I want to thank you guys for doing the show because it, it really it means a lot to uh, all of us. Have, have yeah, well, you know what? We're all in this together. We are all Agreed. in this together. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, Marion, are you on the line? Marion? Okay, well, I know we have another caller on the line. We must have lost Marion. Marion has dropped. Okay, do we have another caller on the line? Yeah, hi. My name is Sherry from Michigan. Sherry, go ahead. Hi, I have a nine-year-old daughter that has epilepsy. She's currently on four different seizure meds without good control. Um, we're, you know, we're kind of at our wits end. We're not sure what the next step is. Do you have any suggestions? Okay, well, tell me again. You have a daughter, and she has what? She's nine years old. Yes. She has intractable epilepsy. Yes. She's on four different seizure meds currently. Yeah. Um, she does not have seizure control. Okay. And you're wondering what else she could do? Yes. Okay. First, now, I assume you already are talking to the affiliate in your area? Yes. Okay. In addition to that, uh, Joe, could she send you an email to the main office so that you could put her in touch again with... Um, if you're in Michigan, isn't that where Dr. Smith is? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, could, Brian Smith. Uh, I think he is actually. I think he. I think he might he's be in Detroit. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, Send I an email you, to you, uh, you, Joe. What is your email there, Joe? Yeah, it's Jay Lamountain. It's J L A, and then followed by the word Mountain. Jay Lamountain at EFA dot org. And if you send me your contact information, we'll initiate a conversation. I'll be happy to help you in any way that I can. Yeah, because I know that I just met with him, so make sure you send that email to Joe. Okay, let me write that email address down again. Okay, go ahead. Okay, it's J Lamountain. It's J L A M O U N T A I N. J Lamountain at efa.org. Okay. I'll be happy yeah, to help yeah, you anyway. Remember, I, I almost lost my life to epilepsy, so I want to help everyone I can. Make sure you send them that email. Oh, I will, definitely. And we'll wait to hear what happens. All right, thank you. Thank you're, you. You're welcome. Do we have another caller on the line? Yes. Hello, go ahead. Uh, my name is Eileen. Eileen. Yes. Yes, go ahead. My name is Eileen. I live here in Monrovia, California. Uh-huh. And I've had epilepsy since I was six years old, and I'll be 40 next month. Hey, how about that? Um... I've had three surgeries done. You've had three surgeries. How are you doing now? I've had my right temporal lobe operated on in 95 at USC. I've had it operated on in Pasadena at Huntington Memorial in 2003, and then I've had a vagus nerve stimulator implanted in 2004. Well, you sound good to me. Well, it took a long time for me to to deal with it. Yeah, but you know what? You are dealing with it. I have family members also that have epilepsy. My mom has grandma seizures. I have a cousin that has it. And her brother had it, but he outgrew his. And then she has a son that has it. Well, so see, it though, in the family. see, though, just the fact that you're talking about it like this, you're helping so many people. So, again, another champion. Here's what I say, yeah, Eileen. But Thank I've you. I've been through so many different medications. You name them, I've had them. Yeah, but I know. There's a lot. Well, listen, Eileen. I'd love to talk to you more, but we're getting ready to close the show. But thank you for calling in. I hadn't been long gone online, so I just happened to open it up in my email. So that's okay. Hey, Eileen, you can call this show anytime. Well, anytime. I didn't, I didn't you can know anything about it until I opened it up on my email. All right. Well, you call again. I mean. But listen, we've got to get ready to close the show here. So before we go, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Sarah and Joe, do either of you have messages for our listeners? This is Joe. I would just say, you know, just everything that we've said here, you know, you've got to speak up. Don't be afraid to talk about it and don't let it rule your life. And how about you, Sarah? I agree. You can't let it overpower you. You've got to speak up. You've got to tell people about it. You've got to inform people make them understand what it is so they're not ignorant against it and make poor choices on how to treat people who have this. Hey, Sarah, we still couldn't take all the callers. That's how popular you are. And I want to say, please, to any of you I could not take, call in next week, call anytime. We're always happy to hear you talk about epilepsy. This is Joyce Bender, and I have to say, when you get the chance, speak up. This is Joyce Bender, and I have epilepsy, and I am on voiceamerica.com. See you next week.
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.